you ever been trained? I don't mean education or job training. Rather, I mean like being stopped at a railroad crossing by a long freight train on the way home from work in rush hour traffic. What did you do? How did it make you feel? Did you cuss and swear at the train? Did you hit your fist on the dashboard? Did you get out, stand on the bumper of your car to see what was going on? Or did you sit and fume while the guy in the car next to you was calmly reading his newspaper? What were the feelings that went through you? Frustration? Anger? Impatience? Or have you ever been in the checkout lane at the supermarket? Particularly the express checkout lane? When you've only got six items in your cart, but the lady ahead of you has, say, ten or twelve items, more than the limited number? Again, what were the feelings that went through you? Anger? Impatience? Perhaps a desire to put the lady on trial and send her to jail? Or take another one. Have you ever had what I call a machine gun on the dashboard vision while driving your car? I remember a summer camping trip, 1966, driving on the boulevard through Fargo, North Dakota. Some joker pulled out from the right-hand side, stopped in front of our two lanes of traffic with his station wagon, long boat trailer behind, waiting to make a left turn. That was the first time in my life that I had what I call my machine gun on the dashboard vision. I could have cut him to smithereens with my machine gun. Have you ever had your machine gun? What are the feelings? The same ones. Plus, perhaps, the desire to kill. I started feeling aggressive, destructive, and even vindictive. One more little personal illustration. My mother tells me that one time I sat in the high chair from breakfast until noon lunch, refusing to eat the bowl of oatmeal that sat in front of me. Stubbornness, determination to fight and win the battle. Well, some of my nature, some of my character comes out in the kind of situations described above. What about yours? Have you ever been described as impatient, stubborn, perhaps perfectionistic? Or have you ever been described in the opposite direction as someone who was quiet, shy, self-conscious, or perhaps even depressed? All of us seem to fit in these descriptions in some way or other. Well, where do these so-called character traits or qualities, where do these parts of our human nature come from? Dr. Harry Thibault, a psychiatrist who worked closely with AA, in his pamphlet entitled, quote, The Ego Factors in Surrender in Alcoholism, says that these traits, these parts of our character, come from what he calls our big ego, and he spells ego with a capital E, something we've all got deep down inside of ourselves. 
We can call it our big ego. We can call it our enlarged ego. We can call it our inflated ego. Or sometimes we call it our omnipotent ego. It shows and manifests and demonstrates itself in different ways in our behavior every day and is described by many different adjectives and types of behavior, such as the following. Egotistical, prideful, arrogant, pushy, dominating, attention-seeking, aggressive, opinionated, impatient, determined, headstrong, stubborn, or feeling superior. Or perhaps described by behaviors on the other side of the same coin. Described as worrisome, anxious, fearful, self-conscious, shy, having feelings of inadequacy, feelings of low self-esteem, feelings of low self-confidence, feeling inferior. Well, whether you or I are plagued with feelings of inferiority or superiority, they're coming from the same source inside us, what we call our big ego. To take another quote from Dr. Tebow, There is a king within me which wants to rule. This is my big ego. And when my big ego gets frustrated or stopped, it doesn't like it. Again, Dr. Tebow says the following about our big ego, that it's made up of, quote, an underlying feeling state in which personal considerations are first and foremost, unquote. Secondly, and I quote again, this ego is not an intellectual concept, but a state of feeling a feeling of importance, of being special. Thirdly, quote, immature traits carried over from infancy into adulthood. And fourthly, I quote again, persisting elements of the original nature of the child. Well, what is this feeling state? What are these immature traits? What are these persisting elements of your and my child within us? Well, Dr. Thibault talks about three basic ego factors or elements that are parts of your and my big ego. I'll just list them first and then go on to describe and say something about each one. Number one, omnipotence. Number two, intolerance, and number three, impatience. First of all, omnipotence. Omnipotence is your and my desire to control, our desire to be in the driver's seat, so to speak, our desire to run the show, our desire to manage our lives, or to put it in a more extreme and perhaps ultimate sense, the desire all of us have deep down inside to be king 
or in an ultimate sense, to be God himself. John Keller is quoted as saying, Omnipotence is the essential reality of life that spirituality has to do with. Now, if we stop and think about little kids, for example, stop and think about the little baby in the classic psychological description of when he wants milk, he cries. And what's mom do? Mom brings him the bottle or gives him the nipple. Ways the psychology people tell us we learn about the desire to control and we learn ways to manipulate and control other people. Secondly, let's move on to intolerance. Intolerance is that part of you and me that has difficulty tolerating frustration. We don't like feeling frustrated. We don't like being frustrated. Another way to talk about our intolerance is that it has to do with a part of us that feels we should not be denied. We should not be denied what we want. So we have difficulty when we begin to feel frustrated that we are being denied something that we want and we become intolerant. Again, think of little Johnny walking through the grocery store past the candy bar counter, reaches out and takes a piece of candy bar or takes a candy bar and mother says, no. Or mother may say, okay, but you have to wait till after lunch to eat it. This doesn't make any sense to Johnny at all, and probably his reaction is what? Stamping his foot on the floor, screaming, shouting, jumping out of the grocery cart, throwing a temper tantrum, you name it. Johnny has difficulty tolerating the frustration because he wanted the candy bar. Thirdly, impatience. Impatience is that part of you and me which is a underlying, almost chronic feeling of being in a hurry, an underlying sense of urgency, an underlying part of us that has difficulty whenever we experience being delayed, or even worse, if we experience being stopped. This is the part of us that deep down inside feels we are so important that we have to hurry. We have important things to do, important places to go, important people to see, and we get an emotional difficulty when we experience delay or being stopped. And being stopped may come in many forms. Being stopped by a policeman with a traffic ticket. Being stopped, as we mentioned before, at the railroad crossing. Being stopped by a physical illness or disease. Being stopped by alcoholism or chemical dependency. Our impatience rises to the surface quickly. Again, think of little Johnny. Say he's at the supper table in the summertime. What's he like when he finishes eating? He politely folds his hands and turns to his father and says, Father, may I please be excused from the table? He gets up, walks over to the sink, washes his hands, dries them off, asks mother and dad for permission to go outside and play? Is this what happens? Nope. You and I know what little Johnny's like when he finishes eating. It's zip, boom, bang, and out the door, and you don't even know where he's gone. So the suggestion is that as children, 
we have a lot of omnipotence, intolerance, and impatience. Some of us seem to grow up carrying more of these ego factors along with us than others. Some of us have less. Another way these ego factors can be summed up is to use the character description statement, quote, I want what I want when I want it. The I want simply reflects my desire to control. The what I want reflects that part of me which does not want to be denied what I want. The when I want it reflects that part of me which doesn't want any delay. I want what I want when I want it. The Alcoholics Anonymous Big Book says that the root of trouble for the alcoholic lies in his simple selfishness or self-centeredness. This is the core of our big ego. And it's our big ego core that leads to possible resentment and self-pity, the two real dangers for the alcoholic and chemically dependent person. Our focus is on sobriety and recovery. So, how do we deal with our big ego? What hope is there? What's the solution? First of all, to recognize that our big ego is a lifelong reality. It is a part of our human nature. That means that you or I will never be completely nor perfectly rid of our ego. Secondly, to realize that our big ego does need to be changed, that it does need to go. At work I titled this presentation, Our Big Ego, and one typist in typing out a schedule made the error and put a T in place of the R and titled the presentation, Out Big Ego. Wrong title, but accurate. Thibault again says our big ego does need to go, that it is critically dangerous to alcoholics and drug-dependent people. Why? Because of its ability and power to lead to resentment and self-pity, which may lead to drink or drug. So first of all, to recognize that our big ego is a lifelong reality in us. Secondly, to realize that it does need to go and be changed. Thirdly, to then see it as related to the process of recovery and sobriety. That it can be related to growing, to changing, to maturing, to growing up. Growing up is one way to describe the goal of the 12-step program that's used by Alcoholics Anonymous, Al-Anon, Emotions Anonymous, Overeaters Anonymous, and other 12-step programs. The 12-step program is called a spiritual program of recovery. 
and it's intended to help us grow up and to mature. So growing up some more, maturing some more, is a way to describe the process of lessening our big ego, of lessening its power and its control over us. Two of my favorite quotations that I feel relate to the problem of our big ego are the following. The first I'm told comes from Father John Doe's writings where he says, and I quote, A neurotic is someone who just hasn't made up his mind yet who's boss, himself or God. And the second quotation, which comes from Jess Lair's writings, and I quote, It's simple. We either accept God or be God. These two statements to me portray and describe what I call the spiritual battle or the spiritual struggle that goes on due to your and my big ego. It's that part of us inside which wants to do it alone, to be the boss, to be God, against that part of us which seems to have been created and intended to have someone help us out, to depend on powers outside of ourselves, and in an ultimate sense, to depend on God as a higher power as we understand Him. And so I'm either accepting God or I'm being God. And this is the dynamic that goes on in me every day and in you too. The suggestion in terms of growing up, in terms of maturing, is to let go, to surrender, to become more realistic and more accepting regarding my limitations, what I can do, what I can't do, what I can control, what I can't, what I need versus what I may want, who's really in control and who isn't in control. My ego factors, my omnipotence, my intolerance, and my impatience need to be surrendered. I need to gain humility which in the terms of Alcoholics Anonymous language has to do with achieving a more realistic view of myself and of others and of life itself. So the big ego inside of me needs to be deflated. It needs to be cut down to size. I need to get out of the driver's seat. I need to let go of some of my omnipotence, my intolerance and my impatience. I need to become more of the common human being that I really am. I need to join the human race, so to speak. I need to gain in humility and gratitude. The omnipotent ruler, the king inside you and me, needs to become more of a commoner. I need to let go and let God. The frustrated and intolerant me needs to learn to take things more in stride, to take first things first, for example. 
The me inside that feels a chronic sense of urgency and hurry needs to easy does it. Needs to learn to live one day at a time. Well, how can I do it? How can you do it? The simple yet profound answer is that I can't, and neither can you. I am indeed powerless over the big ego inside of me, and you are indeed powerless over the big ego inside of you. Again, Dr. Tebow states, The king lies deep beneath the surface, far out of sight. And the king that's deep down in there inside of each of us has a tremendous ability to pop up time and again, seemingly unhurt and unscathed. Well, if I can't rid myself of my big ego, that means one thing. I need help. I need help from outside of myself. I need help from spiritual and human resources. AA, Al-Anon, EA, God, my church perhaps, my family, my friends. Dr. Tebow was a psychiatrist. He concludes in his writing about the big ego that apparently man needs divine help to conquer the ego. The 12-step program suggests to us the need of a power greater than ourselves, of God as we understand him, of a spiritual faith as the source of strength, courage, and power to grow and mature, to conquer our big ego. And remember, we're talking about a lifelong process, a process of growing and making progress, not necessarily attaining perfection. So it's suggested that in recovery, we need the fellowship and support of other human beings. We need faith and trust in God as we understand Him. We need the meetings and the tools of the 12-step program. My and your big ego will last forever, at least for our lifetimes. And so, recovery is forever. Becoming more and more acquainted and familiar with your big ego is growth. It's growth toward more wisdom and freedom. Freedom of choice. The choice to surrender some more. To accept more. To let go. A growing sense of humility and gratitude will tell you that you are on the right track.